0: Hello, welcome to the World Cafe podcast. This podcast has been designed with curated content that centers on the power of words. Can we really do anything without speaking? Can we really do anything without the agency of words? Yes, that is what this podcast is all about. And I am your host, Amakri Isubwe, your neighborhood word trader. I believe in the power of words. For it is the unit of creation. I trade in words to profit my world. Hello there. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good everything wherever you're joining from. Yes, welcome. This is the World Cafe Live Show. You know how we do it on the show. This is the space where we all come in to lean on one another's experience and forge a positive path. How are you? What's it like at your end? Beautiful. Far well, I'm good. Where I'm calling from, beautiful. I mean, Abuja can complain. You know, it's been a sunny, sunny season around here. A little bit, so much, not a little bit, so much of sunshine and heat and what have you. Oh, yes. So, what are we going to be doing today? We are back. And I have an amazing personality on the show with me this evening. Yes, we're going to be talking about the future. You heard me, the future. Ah, she calls herself the future alchemist. Why is she called the future alchemist? I know you want to see her like I want to do. Her name is Charlotte Kemp let me keep it simple when she comes on she will tell us all about herself then we go into the show and where she is and there she is (laughs) hello Charlotte
1: hello McCree thank you so much for the invitation to join you on word cafe
0: pleasure is mine how are you doing
1: very, very well, thank you. It's uh, warm here in Cape Town in South Africa and um, delighted to be joining you there in Nigeria.
0: Perfect, perfect. You know, when, 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 I, when I sent you the invite, I, I looked up your profile and I was like, she calls herself the future alchemist. It's very rare for you to see a lady, <laughs> you know, walk in this space. You know, when you talk about the futurist <laughs> and all that, you have more of the guys and all that. And here mm-hmm. we are. A lady in this space. So tell me, why did you choose to call yourself the future alchemist?
1: Ah, all right. Thank you. So, alchemy is this ancient proto science. So, it was there before, kind of before we had scientific method. Uh, and people were, uh, the, the way the story is told is they were trying to turn lead into gold. So, they had one substance and they wanted to turn it into something else. And in order to do that, they had to bring it down to the essential base elements and then they had to experiment and they had to keep trying different ways of doing it and they had to take good notes about their process and very often they consulted with other alchemists and they shared insights and and knowledge and all the time they're trying to do this and they're also trying to not just do the the physical elements but also their themselves they wanted Mm. to be on a higher plane they wanted to know things at a deeper level So when I started looking at the future, I thought as a futurist, as a professional speaker, um, I'm not just bringing wisdom and insight to people because the world is far too complicated. But I work Mm -hmm. with other people. We consult and we share ideas and we Mm -hmm. bring it down to the base elements. What is it we're working with? What are the models and the tools and the knowledge and the data? And then how do we bring it together to create something new? How do we create gold out of the elements that we have already? So I, I see this as a, as a process of co-creation and it's a, it's a bit of science, a little bit of experimentation, uh, maybe a touch of magic. And we can actually have an absolutely beautiful future if we can do that together.
0: I like that. So what is the goal <laughs> in this, in this, in this, uh, should I say space? What do you term out the goal?
1: The goals, the goal I think would be for us to agree on how to work together to create what we call um, a preferred future. So when we look at the future, very often we tell stories about, oh, this is bad, this is terrible. The government mm-hmm. has done this wrong. Uh, the big companies are doing that wrong. The young people are doing this wrong. And we keep telling these negative futures about uh, what we're expecting to see. But when we mm-hmm. can agree on what we all together actually want to achieve, uh, what is good for everybody, not just for one group of people or another group of people, um, when we when we do that, then we got this kind of this shared um power and uh collaboration to actually okay. overcome the hurdles and the obstacles and to create something that is wonderful for the country or for the region or for you know whoever we we're talking about uh, so i think the, the goal really is just identifying that and working together to to create something amazing
0: okay so when did this all begin for you as in as a mm. profession when did it all begin for you
1: Oh lovely so um I've been a professional speaker for a number of years, um, about 15 years before that I was doing training and I was in financial services and and I stumbled around doing different topics as as a professional speaker. And then one day um, I sent my daughter to a career guidance counselor so that she can work out what to study for for her future. And I thought maybe I could do with some of that. So I'm a grown woman and I went to a career guidance counselor. And we looked through various things. I said, how do I develop my career? And in asking and talking to me, she helped me to see some things about what was interesting to me. And she says, you are a futurist. And I didn't even know that that could be a thing. And then she showed me Mm. these courses that I could study. And and then when I went back and looked at the books that I've been reading and the things that are important to me and how I've always worked with my clients, I realized that, that I have actually been moving in this direction. So it's been a a number of years now, and and I've done some studies, and I've written my own books as well as read all the others. Um, Mm. But it it really is kind of um, like a culmination of a lot of work that I've done over the years that has brought me to to thinking as a futurist now. My position is that we are all natural futurists. Uh, I might be studying this and be a professional futurist, but we're all natural futurists in the work that we're doing. And we can just with a bit of intention become better at it.
0: Okay. Now, when you talk about the future for so many of us, Mm. correct me if I'm wrong, we'll we'll look at the future as a destination, like a journey or something, like you're traveling from point A to point B. But but from what you're explaining here, the future is more of an expectation, so to say. Mm. I I mean, correct me if I'm wrong.
1: All right. So... We often people often use this analogy of a journey going somewhere, Um, and we Mm. see it in in advertising and in coaching and uh, so many different things. We're journeying from A to B, Mm. but the problem with the future is that we don't know where B is and we don't know what B looks like. Okay. So, um, in in my in my language, rather than using the word journey, I use the word expedition. Um, So we have to get together as as a group uh, and go on an expedition. An, an exploration into an unknown land so think mm. way back when people were traveling around the world trying to draw you know draw maps of, of the worlds they didn't yeah. know um where they were going they didn't know what was out there it was very unknown to them and yeah. so they can't get somebody who who's just going to like a tour guide who's going to take them to a place that they already know they have mm. to take some experienced courageous people who have got the skills to overcome the obstacles and hurdles of, of, of an expedition. Uh, okay. And that's what for me, the future is like. So we, we're not entirely sure what it is, but when mm. we get together and we start journeying together um, in, in a team with people okay. with different skills, um, and okay. then, then we start to, to find places that we want to go towards so we can find like fertile land that we want to aim towards as Mm. opposed to a desert or to a swamp Um, you know so if you just want to kind of use those analogies and Mm. um yeah so so it is that kind of expedition and and when we get there we decide that this is a place that we want to be in and that it's a good place to um to kind of you know establish ourselves in the future
0: you know when you call expedition what comes to my mind is the the captain hook johnny depp story you know and all that you have a yeah. crew a captain and they are going crew. exactly going to search for that yes. wonderland and what have you and within the crew you have engineers you have mathematicians you have doctors yes. you have everything on that mm-hmm. should i say uh, expedition so when they get there yes. all of this expertise come together to like you know, even if there's someone driving this process to discover it, yeah. that is what I hear you say. Now, yeah, looking at it, 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 it hearing you talk, it, it, I see you like work with organizations, try to like get them to see things. How do you get corporate bodies to see or to become future focus, future thinking focus? How mm-hmm. do you get them to do that?
1: All right it's not always easy um you know when when you're looking at a corporate obviously there's there's a any organization there's a whole lot of responsibilities and and the the established goals and aims of the organization they're they they're busy with all the stuff that they have to do and if Mm. they look at a trainer um they're saying yes come and give us sales training or management training or uh, something that we can do that is specific to our business but mm. when you come and you say let's talk about the future then it's like oh no that's too philosophical that's too esoteric um mm. you know we, we can talk about that you know o- over the weekend they don't see it as a serious business issue okay. but for me everything that we're doing in business um and every level of, of organization, from the smallest bodies up to multinationals, to governments, mm-hmm. we should all have futures thinking or a futures focused mindset in place. Because it's kind of like, like if you were cooking a meal, uh, you mm-hmm. can't cook the whole meal, do all the ingredients, um, you know, serve it, and then add salt at the end. You have mm-hmm. to have salt right baked into like the very base and the foundation of the meal. And that yeah. is what futures thinking does. Otherwise, we create plans that are short-sighted. Um, we create strategies that do not serve all the stakeholders. Mm-hmm. Uh, we miss out on huge opportunities. We we have these blind spots in our vision about what our business does. That okay. means that we could become irrelevant in the future because somebody else is creating something that we think that's not competition to us. So why should we bother? And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. our business model is irrelevant. So. The, it, it's a capacity that should be in every decision of business, okay. in every department in business. Um, uh-huh. But it's a challenge to get everybody to to believe that.
0: All right, now let 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 let, let us uh, create a scenario. We want mm-hmm. to float an organization that is into energy, and now mm-hmm. we're we're trying to like come up with a structure to drive the business and somehow we get in touch with charlotte kemp hearing that she is into she's the future (laughs) alchemist how would you advise us to build that structure have that organizational model that will incorporate what you're saying how would you go about it
1: beautiful example (laughs) to talk (laughs) about an energy company right now so Mm -hmm. so much to unpack with that if if an organization is setting up an energy company uh, in a particular place, the first thing they'll do is say, what are the natural resources? And in the past it's been, um, you know, like uh, coal and oil and, and um, those kinds of like natural things that we're going to burn and just create energy. And there's, we have it in abundance. It's all over the Mm -hmm. planet. So why not just use these coal, um, you know, deposits to create fuel? Well, if an organisation just sets themselves up like that, just using coal, um, mm-hmm. and just you know providing a whole lot of energy because th- there's enough here, um, then then what happens if something goes wrong? The problem is that the people will say, "What can go wrong? There is so much coal here; it's going to last for mm-hmm. a very long time." Or we're using mm-hmm. oil that is being piped in from a country next door to us that has so much oil. So why should we worry about it? Well, there could be and uh, um, an invasion of one country to another which you know cuts down the oil supply Um the coal could run out the mm-hmm. population of a country could explode um, and you know have so many more people come into an area now you don't have enough power Um the the plants yeah. that turn the coal into energy um maybe we're not you know, maintaining them properly and then they start to deteriorate. So we have to think about those practical mm-hmm. things. And then also what happens when people decide, uh, they do the mm-hmm. science, they discover that burning coal is actually bad for the environment and bad for our personal health and that we should use more mm-hmm. uh, renewable sources. Um, if a, if a, an organization mm-hmm. is invested in coal, they're not going to think like that. If they reframe themselves and say, we are an energy company, where can we get energy from? We can get energy from coal and from oil and from the sun and from wind and from water and from other places. And then they can find a whole lot of ways Mm -hmm. to, to communicate this. Um, But it's a kind of reframing from, we are an oil uh, or a coal company, energy supplying company to We are like a broader based energy company. Um, So that would be one of the first things, is to try and get them to rethink about what is their actual purpose. It's not mining the coal. It is producing energy from any of the available sources. And it's not just Mm. for as long as this resource, you know, exists. It's, um, you know, it needs to be something that is valid for the future. Why this isn't such a very good question is because we're we're speaking this evening, a little bit later than you and I had planned, because here in South Africa... We have an energy crisis and we have what we mm. call load shedding and our energy gets turned off for two hours at a time um, on this Whoa. really complicated rotor basis. We, we, we got apps on our phone to tell us when the, the, the lights are going to be off. And we have to mm. now adjust our entire lives, uh, our business, our personal lives, our eating times. You know, if we have children, times mm-hmm. for the children, um, small yeah. businesses, uh, hospitals, uh, you know. Um, Traffic lights, everything has to now be bring this into account. And while we are complaining about this here in South Africa, in Europe, they're having an energy crisis because of the war, the the invasion of Russia into Ukraine. Ukraine. So, I mean, if we don't think about this, then we end up in an embarrassing situation that South Africa has right now or in a crisis Mm. that that Europe is having because, um, well, I'll say this, in Europe, things have worked so well for so long that when something goes wrong, it's really difficult for them to adjust.
0: Okay. Here in Africa, very true.
1: we are innovative. Okay, we know how to respond yeah. to things that don't work. We got really good plans. We've got really good systems. Mm. But when things mm-hmm. go wrong, we find ourselves to be very innovative people. But it, it's yeah. still a, it's still a problem that we're trying to we're trying to allow certain industries to mature and and mm. our countries have got so much to to give and to and to yeah. you know, export to the rest of the world, and then we're kind of stuck in this energy crisis at the moment that we have here in South Africa.
0: Beautiful. Now, as you were talking, what kept resonating with me is solution thinking. You know, when mm. you talk about future thinking, you're talking about solution thinking because yeah. you're more or less looking at two, three, four, five steps ahead of what is yeah. happening presently. You know, yeah. and for 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 whatever reason we see that just like you said in europe a lot of things have been working for i mean for how many years now for centuries so they take it for granted and it's like like our thinking has become dull so to say (laughs) we're not pushing ourselves beyond the (laughs) limits anymore and when things happen it's like whoa the the world is is coming to an end so more or less solution thinking now I, I, I listened to one of your pieces there that day as in your, uh, I mean you presented something in a story story like manner. I think you were talking about the salt, mm-hmm. something about the salt so I was yes. so <laughs> like okay beautiful Charlotte is now into the frame of storytelling, so what has storytelling got to do with future thinking because you did it so well in that piece that you presented oh,
1: good, alright thank you I, I think storytelling is incredibly important because you know we, we can present data um and information and graphs and statistics and models and things but it, it leaves a lot of people confused uh mm. it can be overwhelming uh there's a lot of a lot of people around the world who actually respond very negatively to too much scientific information yeah, yeah the data they, they feel like um you know like Educated people are trying to make them feel stupid by giving them so much data, but when we tell a story, yeah, (laughs) yes. But when when we tell a story, we actually we 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 can we can get to somebody's heart. We can Mm -hmm. communicate something of of real importance, and Mm -hmm. then embedded in that. Uh, is the truth that we're trying to communicate. And if we look at any of our our, um, religious traditions, the the most Mm -hmm. important values and and insights and wisdom that is taught is is taught in stories. Um, So so we as people like stories. And if we're trying to teach younger people uh, things that are important, we we tell them stories and then we kind Mm -hmm. of slowly unpack the story with, with the insight. So I, I try very often um, to, to find ways to tell stories to people um, to, to kind of like when they're trying to remember later on what is the important thing that they're trying to communicate, that they can tell that story. Yeah. So we, we talked about the expedition. I actually had this model of a, a map and a compass and a guide. And, and I've got a map. It's, it's huge. Right. Uh, and it's got these different um, cities in it and different towns and people traveling across this map of time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that's how I kind of try and communicate to people and say, you know, if you want to end up in this village or in that village, um, th- this is going to be where we're going to. Is that what we want? Is mm-hmm. that the life of the future we're looking for? If not, mm-hmm. then why don't we try a different direction? So mm-hmm. uh, we, we, t- we talk a lot about narrative um, futures, you know, how we think about what we talk about the future is actually yeah. going to be how we approach it. If we are scared of the future and we tell stories about this dystopian world and the robots mm. are taking over and the artificial intelligence, then we're going to be scared and we're mm. going to shut down our, our, our human creativity and, uh, and we're going to resist that. If mm. we talk about um, the positive futures and wow, if we, if we work together and we co-create this future, just imagine the world we could have. And when Beautiful. we do that, then we create a future, yeah. you know, we're we, we're willing to kind of deal with some of the discomforts and and um, the problems along the way because we we've got this beautiful future that we're aiming towards, and that gives us courage and and perseverance over time. So Amazing. stories are absolutely essential.
0: Amazing, guys, we've been discussing with Charlotte Kemp, and we'll be talking about future thinking. She calls herself the future alchemist, and you you will agree with me. She's brought a little bit of chemistry, physics, maths. <laughs> And what have you and in the story form, and the story is just communicating all of this essence to us. I mean, beautiful. okay, now, what is the competitive advantage of future thinking in in, in I all I, of our processes?
1: Yeah. That's lovely. It's a phrase I've started using recently to to try and help people to kind of pinpoint what it is that they're looking for. Um, Mm -hmm. Because like I said just now, a lot of people look at the future and they think that it's just philosophy or um, theory or something esoteric. A lot of people think that it's like uh, we can tell the future. We're trying to predict um it's nothing like that at all it's really very practical there's very simple practical steps yeah. but the competitive advantage means that if you are thinking if your organization is thinking about the future if you mm-hmm. are anticipating the uh, potential challenges to your uh, to your clients to your revenue um, stream to your resources your your, your supply mm. chain if you're thinking about that if you are making some potential solutions if you're playing with different scenarios and 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 you know opening your your mind up uh, and your strategy up to alternative ways of getting to your goal if mm. you're doing that then then your organization is more robust your thinking mm. is more futures oriented and mm. there might be another company that is bigger or got more staff or got more income or or something or looks flashier. But if they are not thinking about the future, Mm. they are going to stumble one day and not be able to recover. Uh, You Mm. know, in the past we had, uh, you know, like the the Fortune 500 companies and they looked like they would be there for you know, decades and decades Mm. and yeah. And then in in recent years, the the companies that stay on that, you know, top 500 list globally, they Mm. kind of rotate really quickly because um, other newer companies, like like brand new companies suddenly spring up in a few years and they overtake because Mm. they are responding to to new trends and to new needs and, and things in the marketplace that the older companies just are not, tools to do they're not prepared to do that so Mm -hmm. if we want to be you know have a competitive advantage as individuals entrepreneurs as countries Mm -hmm. uh, our countries can be competitive and our companies and our organizations uh, if we want to actually survive we have to think differently and there's a lot more thinking afterwards we don't always have to be it's not always about growing and not always about getting more and more money and income it's about mm-hmm. becoming more uh, more real more valuable uh, yeah. to the community and the stakeholders that we serve
0: amazing now recently we just had this word stem in our schools you know the stem education yes. science technology engineering maths and what have yeah. you so listening to you now is it not wise for us to begin to infuse the future thinking process into should i say stem education and get yes. our curriculum should i say i wouldn't say changed drastically now, but remodeled to to, to yeah. answer these questions what, what do you think about that
1: I'm okay. I think you are now my favorite host of 2022. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely, you are right. Um, in South Africa, you know, with with our history um, and you know our apartheid government and and the elections. Uh, when I was in school, I was, it was my grade was one of the first few grades to start even learning about um, the African National Congress and everything that had been banned during that time. Mm. Mm. Um, so. Our government at the moment believes that it's very important that young people should have a proper education in the history of what got the country here. So Mm. there's a movement to try and get history to be a a compulsory subject up until matric to the end of school. Mm. And I'm thinking, yes, but we should add something to that. We, We should have a curriculum that is history to futures. So mm. the history says, this is how we got here. These are the mistakes. These are the values. These are the, uh, you know, the, the, mm. the greed that got certain organizations, you know, that, this is how we got here. What do we learn from that? And yeah. now how do we change this in the future that we don't, cr- you know, recreate those same areas That that we can help our country move into the future? And that mm. kind of history through the futures, I think that would be an absolutely gorgeous subject. be teaching Mm. at school but Mm -hmm. every subject has an a a, an element of history in it so when you're talking about science um the science maths technology all of them is this is what the object was or this is what Mm -hmm. uh, the understanding was and this is what we learned Mm -hmm. and now this is where we can go in the future so every subject could have that element woven into it but it would take the the education departments um to change how they teach teachers so that the teachers can can teach a subject uh and not just teach it for the exam at the end of the year but teach it for the exam and say and now this is what you can do in the future with the subject and if our teachers could do that ah it would be magic it would be brilliant
0: beautiful ah we can keep you here talking (laughs) and talking but uh we, we need to respect time and i know you have we to do. catch up with other things you know we, we, I, I want to say a very big thank you for taking out this mm-hmm. time to do this with us i know uh we have some energy challenges here and there but we have future thinking and hopefully yes. we will get th- we will get past this phase and we we'll will. get into that yeah so one, one last question i'll ask you before i let you go mm-hmm. so how do you in all of this i know honestly i don't need anybody to tell me i know you you have a very busy schedule but i always ask my guests on this show how do you juggle all of this to have time for the family and uh, you know still okay. you know have that energy to, to 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 push to forge ahead how do you do okay. that
1: all right, I will answer your question, but I just want to put one little advert in here beforehand in okay. that um, I am working with two futurists who are in Abuja in Nigeria. And we're Whoa. working on putting a workshop together uh, for me to come out and work with them and to work with, uh, with, with the different people there. Um, and we, we haven't finalized it mean? yet. Um, it is um, uh, Godwin uh, Eagles and Emma Nyang. and um yeah and um we we, we try to put this plan together as soon as it does i will certainly let you know um but i'd love to i'd love to connect with people around this um and 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 so that kind of then answers part of the question is that the work that i do and the people that i get to work with are so inspiring Mm -hmm. to me um i I absolutely um I, i kind of thrive on the energy of people Discovering mm-hmm. that there are tools that they can use, that there are insights that they can use, and mm-hmm. and that they want to be able to express it. So um, when, when I when I find people like uh, like yourselves, uh, and I've been to Nigeria twice before, I, c- I cannot wait to come back but when Beautiful. I do it, it kind of gives me the energy to cope with all the other challenges. Um okay. I, I my husband is a writer so um he is at home and he spends a lot of time writing mm. and publishing his work and my children are actually both out of um, school already and they're mm. studying in university mm-hmm. and one is overseas and one is here in Cape Town but they have okay. their own lives so we find our family time together. But mm. yeah, I, I kind of work my, my calendar around uh, or, or my kind of diary around yeah. the, the clients that I'm working with and the different kind of projects that I'm working on. But every yeah. one of them um, has, has meaning to me. Um, mm. Every one of them is, is important. Uh, and mm. that is kind of what keeps feeding me with the energy to keep going on and, and doing this work. That's, that's why I do it.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. So w- what part of Nigeria are you coming? As in? Abuja. Oh, you're coming yeah. to my city. You're coming yes, to my city. No, be absolutely. Lovely.
1: <laughs> I've been to I've been to Lagos twice. Um, I haven't been to Abuja, and um, it's just wonderful every time I go into LinkedIn and I connect with uh with somebody in Nigeria. It happens to be in Abuja. Mm-hmm. It's like there, I I really have to come now and meet everybody.
0: Looking forward to meeting you then. Thank that you. that's that would be an honor to have you here in Abuja. Yes, thank you. Now you, you very know much. when you came on, the what caught my attention was your your background you know mm. uh, for for a future alchemist the background yes. tells me of like she's going somewhere God, you know there's you. this you know the the, the 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 azuri color and everything the blue i mean at the background with the the, the sparkles <laughs> and all that like she's going somewhere that was what caught my attention and i like the background anyway i do thank it's you. beautiful it's beautiful <laughs> guys you heard her the future it's an expedition it's not a journey and on when you go on an expedition you have all manner of uh should i say people on board you know specialists in every mechanics engineers philosophers what have you they are all on that expedition and we're all going towards one direction to make something happen and that's what she's been i mean she's been telling us here through her storytelling Style, And I must say, it's been amazing. Thank you, Charlotte, for taking this time. Now, before I let you go, where can we catch you on social media? Where can we catch you?
1: Good. If you go onto LinkedIn, you can find me, Charlotte Kemp, on LinkedIn. And and you'll see my Futures Alchemist is part of my name. And I have a website, futuresalchemist.com. And if you go on there and subscribe to the newsletter, then you'll get notification of all of the uh, webinars that I do. I do one a month that is open for anybody to attend at no charge, uh, just to make sure that we're all still learning and thinking about these futures issues. I'd love Mm. to see some of you on that call.
0: Beautiful. Yes, guys, go ahead. Go search for that knowledge. Go after those amazing minds that I mean would give you that someone like charlotte kemp go ahead get in touch with her whoa but we need to let her go yes it's been an amazing time thank you so much you know how we say it on the show this is that space where we come to lean on one another's experience and forge a positive path it's been an honor till we come your way again bye for now charlotte what do you have to say
1: Thank you very much for the invitation to, to share with you. Uh, I look forward to seeing you in the future.
0: And we will see, definitely. Thank you. Thank Bye you. for now. Awesome time. It has been with you on the World Cafe podcast today. Thank you for being there. You can catch me up on my social media handles, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, instagram or at Amakri isoboye also you can get copies of my books a cocktail of words the color of words and my hr notebook on amazon and on robin heights online bookstores you can also subscribe to my youtube page at the same address yes till we see you again bye for now